This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's let's ask the Lord to to speak to us. Father, thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for all that you do in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for progress. Thank you for recognition. Thank you for promotion. Thank you, Lord, that you're God of possible. All things are possible to him who believes. Thank you, Father, that you got, you're the God who is going to honor us. Because even as we serve you, Lord, you honor us. And we are sitting in your presence, Lord, to listen to you, to listen to your word. Change us, renew us, revive us, we pray. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So we were looking at the importance of learning the language of God's promises. I hope you all have started learning a new language. It's a great thing to learn language. Amen. And um, I encourage you to learn new languages. Especially this one new language you must learn. The language of God's promises. Amen. And there's an assignment for the church that you start to speak in the language of God's promises. That you speak the language of inheritance. Say inheritance. Say one more time. Say inheritance. You can express your desire before God right now. Lord, I want to speak the language of inheritance. One more time. I want to speak the language of inheritance. Now, how, like how Caleb spoke the language of inheritance. Amen. He spoke the language of inheritance. We looked at that. How he spoke the language of inheritance. And at the age of 85, he remembered the inheritance that was promised to him. Amen. So many Christians are living today a very ordinary, dull, lackluster life because they have, they're not accustomed to the language of inheritance. They're not training up their tongue to speak the language of God's promises. We speak many languages and we take pride in that. But do we speak the language of God's promises? Now we train our children to pick up languages as young as, as young as they can. But do they, are they trained to pick up the language of God's promises? And I want you to know that we need to train ourselves. We need to train our tongue. We need to train our families. We need to train our fellow believers. We need to train our next generation to speak the language of inheritance. The language of God's promises. What marks you as a Christian, the distinction of a Christian is in the language of his mouth. On the day of Pentecost, uh, you know, they all heard multiple languages. And they said, how is it that they are all uneducated people from Galilee and how is it that they all speak different languages? The people from those uh, linguistic areas identified their language being spoken from the upper room. You go to a, a foreign country and you go to, a, let's say, a common place and you speak in Malayalam and suddenly somebody comes to Malayali alay. You're a Malayali. You must know that your language gives away your identity. Your language, the words of your mouth gives away your identity. It speaks volumes about who you are and where you're from. In fact, people can identify your 
exact geographic location whether you are from kottayam or whether you are from trishur or kochin or kanur your language will give away your identity your la- your language will give away where you're coming from man so that is why it is important for a believer to train himself up in the language of heaven in the language of god's word many a times our tongues are devoid of the language of god's word it's full of the language of the world we speak so, so fluently the language of the world but our lips are far from speaking the language of the inheritance say inheritance you have a blessed inheritance man so i told you that you now we must we must treat our words as what seeds as seeds your words are seeds your word is a seed every word that you speak is a seed that you which you sow towards your future when god created the world he established this principle now one of the things that god established right from the creation of the beginning of time is this principle called seed principle say seed principle amen we see that in scripture god said it do you know that god said it he said it underlying the importance of this principle god said it as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest will remain it'll continue lord cease now i think uh, every christian must do a deep study on the seed you must do a deep study on the seed on the subject of the seed even the scientific world cannot explain how a seed can produce its kind how a seed can produce its kind how does a seed look small minuscule okay it has no resemblance to what it can produce does a mango seed look like a mango tree like a methi seed look like a methi plant so the the seeds that you sow does not look like what it can bring forth but sure enough the principle of god's word god said say god said it okay i'll, I'll show you from scripture genesis chapter 1 verse 11 and 12 verses 11 and 12 now you 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 will realize that the seed is an incredible miracle though it bears no resemblance to the plant or the fruit or the the tree that it can bring forth in shape size color or taste it contains the power to produce those things you know then the question is why say why why how what gives the seed the power to bring forth the answer is the word of god man the word of god science does not have an explanation for that they they don't have an explanation for that that a seed can bring forth of its own kind the reason is god's word i'll tell you genesis chapter 1 verse 11 and 12 is it up on the screen and then god said let the earth sprout vegetation plants yielding seed plants yielding what plants yielding seed god did not just bring forth vegetation 
and plants he brought forth the plant which can yield seed and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them whose plan was that whose plan was that to put the seed in the fruit and today we will do anything to get some seedless grapes do you know it's not even natural how many of you know that it's not healthy also by the way but for convenience sake that's because we treat the seed as what waste but god in his wisdom put the seed in the fruit fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them and it was so why is it so because god said it man god decided it it was god's wisdom the the earth brought forth vegetation plants yielding seed after its kind i like that a seed after its kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind and god saw that it was good amen hallelujah so next time you look at the seed you must you must remember oh the seed came to existence because god said it will be so you should be able to look at different seeds you know cut the cut the apple look at the seeds some of you don't even look at the seeds but look at the seed to understand the wisdom of god it's a principle which god established right from creation itself right from the word go it was established and he said as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest will not cease it will not cease it is god who purposed and established this principle it was god's idea in in fact in chapter 2 look at chapter 2 you will see some other some other um, connected factors or pertinent factors that are connected to it and he not only established the seed principle but also to support the principle of the seed he brought forth other things let's look at that genesis chapter 2 verses 5 to 7 now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprouted for the lord god had not sent rain upon the earth and there was no man to cultivate the ground go back one more time now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth no plant of the field had yet sprouted for the lord god had not sent rain upon the earth and there was no man to cultivate the ground so along when god established the principle of the seed he also decided it requires some rain it requires a man to cultivate the land so that this the seed can sprout god created man in the backdrop with the backdrop of the seed principle when god created adam and eve he was made in the backdrop of the seed principle he had a part to play to execute the principle of the seed god wanted a man to till the ground so that the seed can sprout you're not getting it you are created to bring forth produce after the seed man's existence has close connection with the seed 
Are you getting what I'm trying to tell you here? You were created to support God's plan of the seed principle. God wanted some, some support to execute this plan called the seed principle. So he created man to till the ground. That's why everything that a man does is so connected with the seed principle. You are a partner with God. You are a partner with God in this matter. I said you are a partner with God when it comes to the seed principle. That's why every time you come across the, the concept of a seed, you must get so excited because God has called you into partnership regarding the seed. He wants to tell you things about the seed. He wants to give you wisdom to live based on the seed because you're a partner in the business of God. So if you don't study the seed, you're missing out on an amazing partnership with God. You know nothing about the seed. You know nothing that the, the words that you speak are, are seeds. You, know, you have no idea about it. You're missing out on partnership with God. So, okay, now listen. When you are partner with somebody in the business, what your partner does, you also are responsible for that. So if you're partnering with God, when it comes to the seed principle, what God does with the seed principle is applicable to you also. And he's telling you, your words are seeds. Like how I sowed the seed by speaking, you also have the ability to speak and bring forth into existence the things which you speak. And I'm trying to rephrase it multiple times because you all look like what is happening here. I have no clue what's happening. I'm telling you, God wants you to understand the concept of the seed. He wants to partner with you. He wants to tell you. And he's saying, this is a business that I want to do till the end of the earth. As long as the earth remains, this business is not going to shut shop. it is sad to see many Christians living oblivious to this principle. You know, the, the reason I encourage you all to do the kindergarten activity of the seed is so that you will be able to visualize what, how a seed functions. You must be able to see it. You plant the seed. You nourish it. You water it. And you wait. What happens? It brings forth. It's an important lesson that you, you ought to learn. Because you're a Christian. Partnering with the, the God of creation to bring forth. I'm telling you, many Christians have resigned, taken voluntary uh, termination from this business. I wish to terminate my partnership with you on this. And I want to do business on my own. That's the problem. God has called you into a partnership with him where you can thrive for the rest of your life. But as a Christian, you decide not to partner with God and you don't, you don't want to understand what the seed can do because you have terminated your partnership with God. And today God wants to revive you into understanding what a seed can do for you. 
Now we all know that seed sown will eventually give an eel. We all know that. How many of you know that? The seeds that are sown which will eventually give eel. We all know that. But we must also know the words that we speak. Expressed in speech. Expressed in decisions. Expressed as thoughts. Expressed as actions. So all seeds which can produce, say produce. That's how you study the seed principle. The seed principle. When Jesus explained the, how many of you remember Jesus explaining a lot of things about the seed. He, he first ta taught about the, the, the parable of the sower. Then he went on to uh, tell them a parable of the seed, of the growing seed. You remember that? It's found in Mark chapter 4. He underlined this seed principle. Jesus underlined the seed principle. Mark chapter 4 verse 20, 26 down. And he was saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil and goes to bed at night and gets up by day and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Why is that so? Why is that so? Why is that so? Absolutely. Why is that so? The sower sowed a seed. He went to bed by the night. He woke up in the day. After some time, what happened? The seed sprouted by itself. He himself does not know. The sower has no idea why it happened. Why is it so? Why is the seed bringing forth a plant? Did God say so? Are you sure? When? When did God say that? Genesis chapter 1. What else did God say about the seed? Where else did God say about the seed? Tell me. The things that we learned. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 3. He said about the seed. Did he say about the seed? What did he say about the seed? As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. So why did, when the sower put the seed on the ground, how did it become a plant? Because? Because? Are you sure? Because? Certain about it? No doubt about it? Does the sower need to understand that? Do you need to understand how it's going to happen? No. Two people are saying no. I want all of you to say that. Do you need to understand how the seed will bring forth a plant? No. Yes or no? no? Why? Say it loud. That's the problem. Now we don't really figure out that. Because God said so. It's very difficult for us to understand that. We need to know how the, the seed will bring forth the plant. We want to know the, the dynamics, the mechanics, the engineering, the biology behind it. God said so. That's why the seed sprouted into a plant. First the blade, then the head, 
than the mature grain in the head. Who said? Who said? Who said? When you speak, what happens? When you speak in agreement with God's word, what happens? Huh? Why? Are you sure? When you speak in agreement with God's word, why do you think it's going to happen? Two people. When you speak in line with God's word, why do you think it's going to happen? When you confess the promise of God, why do you think it's going to come to pass? Okay, let's correct that first. Do you think it's going to come to pass? Are you sure? Are you so sure about it? When you speak the promise of God, do you think that it's going to come to pass? Then why is it that we, we look so defeated in life? Why is it that we look so poor in life? Why is it that we look so sick and deceased in life? If you know, you said you are sure that when you speak in line with God's word, it's going to happen. Why? Not enough. Why? When you declare a thing by the spirit of God, it shall be done. Why? And today when uh, Brother Royce was praying for Feb and he said, let him delight in you Lord so that the desires of his heart will come to pass. Is it going to happen? Or was it just a fancy thing that he prayed? Why? You're not convinced. Ask anybody, are you convinced? Now why is it that you, you walk with sickness in your body? If you believe what you just said. Help me on this. Why is it that we walk with a sickness in our body if the word of God says that you are healed by his stripes? So what's the problem here? That's right, you're not sowing. That's why I said you need to study the seed. The reason you're not sowing is because you're not studying the seed. You it sprouted, right? What you planted? It sprouted. Did you do anything extra? No. Just planted, put some water. That's right. Every day a little water. That's all. Cherish the seed. Do you, you, did, did you go and break the seed into two? Did you, you just press the seed for it to sprout? Do you know how it happened? You should know. Because God said. Because God said. Why did the, the methi seed sprout? Because change your understanding about your words change your understanding study the seed how does it produce something after its kind because God said your words are seeds how is it going to produce the effect it can produce because God said when you speak in line with the language of God's promises it's going to bring forth after its kind it is God's wisdom to place a seed inside the fruit to, to bring forth after its own kind it does not your wisdom it was not any professor's wisdom. It was God's wisdom. Now it is God's wisdom to place his word in you. What is that? What is that now? That's right. 
So you must go, to, go for tuitions concerning this. You find a good teacher who can teach you about the seed. Hallelujah. Say seed. Your words are seeds. Amen. Your words are seeds. It can produce after its kind. Amen. It resides on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Your progress is on your tongue. Your healing is on your tongue. Your promotion is on your tongue. You prospering and thriving is on your tongue. You becoming great is on your tongue. No, you, some of you, you, you're striving so much. You're striving. You're trying so hard. That's a, the way of the world. To you, something else has been given. To partner with God. Amen. The seed principle. God has got patented right. God has patented right to apply this principle. And he has called you to partner with him. Amen. To apply it in your life. To speak and decree a thing. And for it to come to pass. If you're going to be lip tight about it, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry about it. If you're going to keep your mouth shut, it's not going to happen. Doesn't matter how well you play drums, it's not going to happen. Doesn't matter how impressive you, you look, it is not, it's not going to happen. Because you are called into partnership with God. You are going to associate with God. That's why you call the God kind. You're the God kind. But some of you are still stuck in the realm of the of mankind. Hallelujah. The soil produced crop by itself. That's what the Bible says. The soil produced produces crops by itself. How? First the say first the blade. Then the then the ear or the head. Then the mature grain, the full grain. Say little by little. Okay, take it. If you want, just take it, okay? This is for you to, uh, to know. You can try it out. This is something somebody did. Um, you know, I, I, I verified it, cross-checked it, double-checked it, reached out to the person who did this experiment. The, this person did an experiment. Uh, she boiled some rice and then strained out the water and then put it in two jars, divided it equally, put it in two different jars, filled with clear water, pure water, sealed the tumbler, the beak, put, put a, um, what do you call, put glue, so that the, the, the container is sealed well, okay, on one container, whatever wrong words you want to say, she wrote it all, ugly, no, bad, a failure, a death, and this and that. You say it, you, you, you think about it, all the negative words. On the other one, she wrote all the, the positive words, all the good words. Full of love, wisdom, life, victor, so on and so forth. And every day she will read it out. To this tumbler, she will read it out. Love, wisdom, wise, healthy. Good looking, life. The other tumbler she'll read out. All the other words, ugly, death, foolish, not progressing, so on and so forth. What happened? What do you think happened? 
you have not even, you don't even know because you have never tried you have never tried because you you have no idea how the seed principle works so this is serious stuff i'm telling you she did this experiment for 6 months or so according to her own words 6 months or so after 2 or 3 months she started to see change in the the beaker which was written all the negative words it started becoming darker over 6 months she waited for 6 months this remained the way it was this container became black won't believe it first of all you don't have the patience for it see if you are into farming you need to have first the you can see the blade can you see the blade tiny blade okay and then the ear look at this how how long a week one week of having sown gone to bed are you getting this are you getting this are you all in the right place are you certain about it you all in the right place are you getting this you want to you want to see a change in your life you want to see progress in your life now what i am telling you what i am trying to teach you is the secret to success in life there is no shortcuts for this you you change your language you will have it you change your language you have it you train your tongue to speak in line with god's word you have it you refrain from speaking what is right in the eyes of god it's not going to happen it is possible so this person who did the experiment the other experiment that i said she said she she said one thing that you must remember is you ha- you got to be you got to be patient 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 amen got to be patient you got to be patient in your marriage got to be patient with your children you got to be patient with your ministry you got to be patient it might take longer than you expected but you got to be patient if you're speaking the right words if you're heard from god and you're repeating the word of god with your tongue it's going to happen it's going to happen it's going to happen you're going to see it you will see it so that's why the the psalmist said i would have despaired unless i had believed that i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living it was choice that he made everything went wrong he would have despaired been hopeless unless he had believed in what god told him that you will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living amen say patience so this is one lesson you have to learn you have to first learn to learn the language of god's word the language of promises the language of inheritance yeah and then you need to be sowing it and then you need to be patient hallelujah your words your thoughts your deeds your decisions everything will sprout and bring forth after its kind an effect a result an offspring unexplainable it is unexplainable now some of you feel very safe i don't say anything bad 
you may not be saying anything bad but your words are residing in your in your mind as thoughts and you're brooding over those thoughts you're brooding over those thoughts what's going to happen every word whether it is spoken or unspoken is a seed unless you know what to say what to think what to do and what to decide your life will become a total mess but if you know what to say what to think what to decide and what to act upon how to act upon your life will reflect the the glory of god so don't live like a don't be ignorant concerning how god wants you to speak what god wants you to think what god wants you to decide that's why the bible says bring every thought captive say captive you have to bring every thought captive to the obedience of christ to the obedience of whom the obedience of christ because that thought is a seed that thought is a seed which can produce after its kind unless you bring it into subjection to the obedience of christ it's going to sprout something which you never wanted to see it's all about knowing the heart of god it's not all about knowing the will of god it's all about knowing it's all all about having the knowledge of the will of god you got to know the the will of god you got to know it in your spirit you got to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all you must be filling up the the rest of it the prayer that paul prayed in in colossians chapter 1 let's look at that Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 onwards For this reason also since the day we heard of it we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and 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 one more time and one more time and joyously giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to share in the what in the in the inheritance of the saints in light hallelujah so this is a prayer that paul made for this colossian church from the day he met them since the day we heard of you we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding today some of some christians are living a life that they're least bothered about the will of god what happens let it happen but god wants you to be filled with the knowledge of his will concerning your life in your wisdom in your spiritual understanding why so that you, you can walk in a way worthy of his calling now when you hit a rough rough patch of your life this is a prayer that you must make this must be your prayer when you're discouraged this must be your prayer 
When you're feeling downhearted, this must be your prayer. When you're losing focus, this must be your prayer. What is the prayer? Lord, fill me with the knowledge of your will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. For I want to walk in a way, man, in, a, in a manner worthy of you. I want to please you in all respects. When is the last time you prayed like that? The last time you prayed like that, I want to please you in all respects. Does it even matter to you the way you walk, your, uh, you, the way you walk in life? No, we sing that song. It's not about me that you should do things my way. This is a scripture backing that song. When is the last time you prayed? I want to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. I want to please you in all respects. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all power. Strengthen me. Your prayer must be, strengthen me Lord with the power according to your glorious might. For the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. For I want to joyously give thanks to the Father for qualifying me to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. You must be thankful every day. Today we are struggling to worship. There's no reason. I don't find any reason to sing. I don't find any reason to get up out of the bed and come to church and worship. You know why? You have no idea about what's your inheritance. A person who doesn't know the inheritance he has received or she has received in Christ will struggle to worship. The lack of worship is proof. The lack of worship in your life is proof. The lack of singing in your life is proof. The lack of lifting, lifting up of your hands is proof that you have no idea about the inheritance in the saints. If worship has become an intellectual exercise, Sunday morning, 9.30 or 10 o'clock, the pastor starts or who is the, the worship leader, he will start a few songs. Sunday, 35 minutes of worship. You sing along a few songs. Look at the projector screen, the TV screen and sing a few, few lines. You're not connected to it. You have no idea, idea what it is. You are not moved. Heaven is not moved. Angels are not moved. Why? Because you're disconnected from what it is. But you are called into a life where you joy, say joyously, joyously give thanks. A person who worships God for real will be joyously giving thanks. The stride to church will show whether you know who your God is. The way you walked up the stairs will show whether you know what your inheritance is. Have no interest to play Christianity. Have no interest to play church. It's a dead end. Okay? We have so many denominations in the world today as evidence to this fact. Playing church, playing Christianity is a dead end. God wants the real deal. You have no idea about in your inheritance. There's no worship in you. It's all based on some routine somebody has set. That's it about you. But look at this, this prayer. The prayer that this man of God made for the church is, Lord, I pray. I pray for these people that they will know what is your will. They'll be filled with the knowledge of your will in all understanding, in all wisdom. So that they will not take a detour from your ways. 
but they will walk in a manner worthy of your calling there is a way there's a walk of life worthy of the call of god there must be a cry within you every day or i want to please you prevent me from doing anything that will displease you it must be a constant prayer a cry don't be deceived it is not okay to be disconnected from this reality it is not okay now we we say that god is a god of second chances yes he is a god of second chances but how about getting it right for the first time itself the people who who celebrate the second chances most of the times are people who never want to get right the people who are really thankful for the second chance are the people who are going to get it right it's a difference between the two it's a huge difference between the two a god is a god of second chances but are you celebrating that god gave you a second chance god gave you a third chance maybe a fourth chance you are so thankful now you praise lord i don't want to displease you i want to fully please you in all aspects in all aspects not just not just on a sunday morning when you are in church but in all aspects as a father as a mother as a parent as a child as a student as a professional as a business person as a doctor as a teacher as a person who's driving on the road as, as a person who's transacting in the in the shop god wants you to be a person fully pleasing him there's a there's a realm like that you can please god in everything that you do listen none of us have reached there yet the way some of you sit in church it makes people think that you all have reached it many centuries back no you haven't my confession i am far from it but i know i'm reaching there i'm getting there i'm 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 traveling towards that i want to please him in all respects and my prayer is lord help me i want to please you fill me with the knowledge of your will i don't want to do anything outside of your will but but that person is living like this or this person is doing it like that that home is doing it they are raising the children like this they are sending them there they are doing that doesn't matter what's god's will for you god's will for you is very personal very personal make me bear fruit in every good work have you prayed that recently make me bear fruit in every god is about see he is a serious farmer is a very serious he is very serious about cultivation is very serious about it he is very serious about this principle of the seed he he does not he does not like to make losses in his business amen if he has planted something he wants to bear fruit do you know that you are his planting you are god's planting the reason god wants to prune you today is because he wants you to bear much fruit 
because the father is glorified in this in what that you bear that your fruit remain that's right thank you so much that your fruit will remain he doesn't want you to be the victory when he wanted the fruit it was not there but he wants you to be the the plant or the tree which bear bear fruits all the time all seasons in season out of season when the master comes about ah that's the fruit that i wanted he relishes that fruit he takes glory in that the glory of a farmer is in the produce amen and do something about it slap yourself and do something about it say change we you got to change i got to change we got to change we got to stop this nonsense enduring this nonsense of an existence no you're not called for that you got to be filled say filled pray this fill me with what with the knowledge of your will i want to know what you want me to do today and don't budge if you don't know sit till you know be still and know the will of god man be still and know who god is and what he wants for you don't be restless You're running from pillar to post doing this and that be be in a place of rest ha huh. i like i like the the word the, the word of god contains explanations the man sowed then he did not sit like this staring at the seed what's going to happen he went to sleep by night and when he was supposed to get up he got up he went back to sleep again he got up again he went back to sleep again he got up again night and day he followed the pattern sleep getting getting up sleep getting up what happened the seed sprouted little by little you know there are there are people who are into farming you know you can you can talk to some of them here they are the people who regularly farm things cultivate things and uh, you know make an extra extra earning out of it you can you can ask them about these things is that so what you do about it do you cherish it or like i said did you press the seed hard did you fan the plant to bear fruit all you got to do is water it because that's god's principle that's god's principle watering is god's principle till the till rain appeared the bible says till rain appeared on the surface of the earth there is a mist from the middle of the, the garden of god the mist he he created a mist from his presence which watered the earth the bible says do you know that do you know that you want to go back to that some of you are like okay where is that found in the bible okay let's look at that genesis chapter 2 that's right now, verse 5 onwards now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth and no plant of the field had it sprouted for the lord god had not sent rain upon the earth and there was no man to cultivate the ground then it says but a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground so he cre- he used the mist out of the ground to water the whole ground and then he made man to till the ground okay let me see if i can 
I can convey the seriousness of, of this. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Why not God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Esau? Okay, it's God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why not God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau? Why was God displeased with Esau? Esau sold what? He gave, say gave up. He relinquished, say relinquished. Esau relinquished his what? Okay, I don't know whether you remember this. I didn't explain it uh, and I wanted to keep it for Esau's story. I remember I, I told you about the double portion when we met for house to house. What's a, what's a double portion? That's right. The portion of the, the firstborn son is the double portion. Okay, I didn't quite explain it that day. I wanted to keep it for Esau. Okay? What's special about the, the right of the firstborn? The, the inherit, say inheritance. But what about it? You know what's a, who's a firstborn? The firstborn is by default the one who will continue the lineage of the father. So the double portion is the, the portion that goes to the firstborn so that the firstborn can be the exact representation of the father. If the father was famous for something, the son will become famous for the, the firstborn will become famous for the same thing. Why? Because he gets the double portion. Hebrews chapter 12, 14 down. It says, pursue peace with all men. And the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God. That no root of bitterness spring up causes trouble. And by it many be defiled. That there be no immoral or godless person like Esau. Immoral. Say immoral. Esau was labeled immoral. He was labeled godless. Whereas his brother was labeled as the, the God of Jacob. God bound himself to his brother Jacob. What's the name, meaning of the word Jacob? Cheater, deceiver. God is okay with that. God is okay with that. God, God allowed him God allowed the generations of Israel to say, I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and the God of the deceiver. But the firstborn lost it. You know why? Because he did not cherish his birthright. He was supposed to be the one who was to continue the lineage of the father. He was supposed to be the one who was the exact representation of the father. I'm not getting this. The firstborn gets a double portion so that he can be all that his father is and continue on from where his father stopped. So now when you look at it, you be okay. Esau, he was a poor guy. He was so hungry. He was a hardworking guy, the Bible says. You know that? The Bible says he was a tiller of the tiller of the ground. 
what did jacob do he stayed in the tent he was a lazy guy but look at this esau was a hard working guy he loved gaming even his father loved gaming the father loved esau more than jacob why because esau wasn't do hunting so esau by all chance was supposed to receive the double portion the other guy was sleeping in the tent when the elder brother goes out for hunting doing hard work this guy is chilling with his mom what about the mom cooks he will get a, or he'll get a taste of it but when the time came jacob coveted what was due unto esau he waited for the opportune time when his brother came back hungry after a day of gaming what did he say you hungry he said yes i'm hungry i want some food give me some food okay i'll give you some food give me your birthright the bible says look at that let's go to that place genesis 25 27 down okay when the boys grew up esau became a skillful hunter a man of the field wow what titles a skillful say skillful does god love skill a man of the field hard working guy but jacob was a peaceful man living in the tents look at the contrast of these two characters now isaac loved esau the father loved the firstborn but because he had a taste for game isaac had a taste for game a tongue that craved for some game meat some hunting but rebecca said rebecca loved jacob when jacob had cooked stew esau came in from the field and he was famished and esau said to jacob please let me have a swallow of that red stuff there he doesn't even want to call it what it is that red stuff whatever it is i'm hungry bring me that red stuff for i am famished therefore his name was called edom but jacob said first sell me your birthright and esau said behold i am about to die see he said say esau said what is what's your word what's your what, what is your word say seed esau sowed the seed what's the seed he sowed behold i am about to die so what use then is the birthright to me what use is his birthright what use is to be known as the son of my father what use is to continue the lineage of my father right now i am hungry about to die he said it he sowed the seed and jacob said first swear to me so he swore to him and sold his birthright to jacob then jacob gave esau bread and lentil stew lentil stew not even chicken stew this guy just came back after hunting he could have cooked it by himself some non vegetarian stew and some sometimes our choices become so corrupted we go by the urge of the moment right now i want something that red stuff doesn't matter what it is that's why that's why the probably the 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 term the, the phrase came you get into a 
soup. And he ate and drank and rose and went on his way. Casual guy. Ate and drank and rose and went on his way. Thus Esau, look at the next line. Thus Esau despised, say despised. He despised his birthright. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 14 down. Pursue peace with all men and sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God. That no root of bitterness spring up causes trouble. And by it many be defiled. That there be no immoral or godless person like Esau. Who sold his own birthright for a single meal. For a vegetable stew. For you know that even afterwards. Look at this. Even afterwards. You know that. Even afterwards. When he decided to inherit. Say inherit. When he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance. Though he sought it, sought for it with, he cried. He was so desperate, he cried. He couldn't find his place to repent also. Because he did not, he did not regard his inheritance. He despised the inheritance. Now, why does we have an Old Testament example popping up in the New Testament? It is for us, for our example and for our instruction. That's right. Now, dear Christian, if you are despising your birthright, your born again birthright, dear Christian, if you are despising your inheritance in Christ and you're following after the world, you are in danger. Of missing out on what God has for you. He wants to put the name of God upon you. Jacob became known as Israel. Because he coveted the blessing of his father. He coveted the birthright. He coveted the inheritance which comes from God. He might be a deceiver. He might be a, a crook. He might be all that. But he knew that this is more important than anything else. His brother was so foolish. He was loved by the father. See, that's why when you read in the, the, the parable of the, the son who, the prodigal son as we call him. He went and, see, the father gave him everything. He he asked for the inheritance, the younger son, asked for the inheritance, his share, he went, squandered everything, lost everything. Then he thought, in my father's house, even the servants get better food than this. I'm not worthy to be called a son. I'm going back to my father. I want to remain the rest of my life as a servant in his house. He was given repentance. Why? Because he was, initially also he was mindful of inheritance. He asked for the inheritance. So when he returned to the father, he was given space to repent. The father received him. There was still more from the father to give. He put the ring, the robe, the embrace through the party. You must know your father will never run out of what he wants to give you. As long as you're mindful of what your father is, who your father is and what he can give. 
Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to ask God. Don't be afraid to ask God. Be mindful of your inheritance. It's your birthright. It's your birthright to ask him. Don't look at your surroundings. Don't look at where you're staying right now. Don't look at how you've, you've been raised. Look at how you've been raised in the word of God. And change your language. And speak the language of inheritance. Don't limit yourself. That red stuff, give me that. No. I don't want any red stuff, blue stuff, green stuff. Doesn't matter what it is. I want the double portion. I want the inheritance in Christ. I want to follow the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I want to fully please my Father. Know for sure the devil will place many things like that. Red, the blue, yellow. What is attractive to the eyes. So that you will relinquish your birthright. It transfers everything vital to the firstborn. So that the son becomes an exact representation of all that the father was. All that the father is. In terms of wealth, possession, power and fame. That's double portion for you. That's the firstborn right. The birthright of a firstborn. And you've been called to partake of the firstborn's birthright. Huh? Co-heirs with Christ. Co-heirs. With whom? Who is Christ? The firstborn. You are co-heirs with him. You are not lesser than him. You are co-heirs. Yes, he has preeminence over all creation. But you are co-heirs with him. That means whatever he has, you also have. As he is, so are you in this world. Don't despise. Sometimes when people talk, you know, I... I wish that was not said. I wish that was corrected. I wish the seed was not sown. And I wish if the seed, the wrong seed was sown, I wish the correction was made. How do you correct the wrong seed? Speak the right seed. Speak for the right seed. That's how you, that's how you de-weed your garden. Huh? Repentance, that's right. Repentance. Repentance. Don't, don't go to the extreme of not being able to find space for repentance. Sell this birthright. Relinquished it. Not even a... See, the funny thing is, was there a lawyer involved? Was there a lawyer involved in the transaction? When Esau sold the birthright to Jacob? No. Look at how serious God is about it. There's no lawyer. There is no court. There, there is no stamp paper or any of those things. No government. Nothing involved. Just by word. I give you my birthright. Give me this too. Seed, that's right, the seed. It was just a transaction based on the seed of your mouth, his mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, don't miss out. 
don't miss out don't sell your inheritance don't give up on your inheritance take it seriously cherish it god was displeased with esau because he despised his inheritance he despised his inheritance what you have you what you rightfully have in christ must not be despised cherish it go after it pursue it pursue it pursue it go after it with all your heart learn it study it always put it before you always put it before you what you have in christ be careful about the things that you forego in life be careful about the things you do not cherish in life because later even if you seek it it may evade you because god works on the seed principle the seed principle there is see there is so much to be taught about the seed principle there is so much to be taught about the seed principle now right now i i hope that god is prompting in your heart to sow a seed it can be an act of kindness it can be a, a, a you know an act of love a token of love it can be a, a gesture of sharing in the joy the right time to sow the seed is when seed time which means when you have the seed that's what it is when is the right time to sow when is the right time to sow say it loud when when is the right time to sow no ground is prepared by god when you have the seed is the right time to sow That's right. You know, some of you are carrying as carrying bags of seeds, and I like what Pastor Zid once said: "Don't boil your seed and eat." Can you say it in Malayalam, please? With the pudding, it's not. With the pudding, it's not. You're not supposed to boil the seed and eat, because it is for a a season that's 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 to come. If you don't sow the seed now. a season of famine can come man so when is the right time to sow say it loud so what do you learn today when is the right time to sow so when is the right time to sow the 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 the, the word of your mouth the word of words of your mouth right now do you have the word in your heart sow it sow it you want to see a change in your life speak now speak now you want to see healing speak now don't wait till you are carried on the ambulance to the hospital to sow the seed of healing sow it now let's close thank you lord for ministering to us the somas that we have to learn there are mysteries deep mysteries Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that we got to cherish the birthright, our inheritance in Christ, and we are not to despise it. We are to be mindful of it. We are to seek after it.
we have to covet it make it ours for there is nothing greater than what you have for us lord there's nothing greater than your plans concerning us your ways are higher than our ways your plans are greater than our plans so we surrender ourselves lord into your hands be glorified in and through our lives lord we pray lord that you will make us a church full of sowers full of sowers sowing into our lives our own lives into our families into the lives of others sowing continually sowing seeds pray that you will teach us about the seed each one of us will have a revelation of the seed the seed principle upon which you have built creation of upon which you have established creation lord teach us teach us the principle of sowing the principle of harvest the principle of the seed teach us we pray that we may become experts in this lord for the glory of your name come in a time of fellowship lord in your hands pray that you'll bless this time to us lord the food that we are about to have the snacks that you are about to have blessed lord to our bodies grant us a good time of fellowship over everything anything that's going to have we going to have together as a church bless us we pray lord speak to us minister to us lord guide us lord as we step into a new week we pray for your wisdom and your counsel to rest upon us lord show us the way we must go may your name be glorified in jesus name we pray amen hello this is nishad dilakoshi i'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected may god bless you